Today is All Saints Sunday, the day in the life of the church when we celebrate the ongoing connection that exists between all the saints, living and dead, near and far, known and unknown. We celebrate that great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us on every side, and it's a beautiful image. But there's only one problem. I'm not sure that many of the saints are people that we'd like to be standing right next to or that we'd like surrounding us. In 1974, Janani Luwam was elected the Anglican Archbishop of the Church of Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, and Bogazaire. It was a position that brought him into direct contact with the dictator Idi Amin. In 1976, Lewin chaired a group of Christian leaders who published a letter of protest against the state-sanctioned murder and rape that marked Amin's government. Lewin, along with other religious leaders, was called to Amin's palace. After meeting with Amin, most of the religious leaders were allowed to leave the palace, but not Lewin. Several weeks later, his bullet-filled body was given to his family for burial. Standing next to Luam would mean standing next to those who were raped and murdered by the Idi Amin regime. It would mean standing next to Idi Amin himself, and it would be a dangerous place to be. Throughout the 19th century, the city of Memphis was ravaged by outbreaks of yellow fever, one of which occurred in the summer of 1878 and claimed more than 5,000 lives. Although many fled Memphis during the epidemic, A group of Episcopal nuns from the Sisterhood of St. Mary, as well as some priests and physicians, stayed behind to care for the sick and dying and to care for the children made orphans by the disease. The Mother Superior, Sister Constance, as well as three other nuns and two priests, all died from yellow fever. Working shoulder to shoulder with Constance and her companions is not a place many of us would choose to inhabit. Jonathan Daniels, an Episcopal seminarian from the Episcopal Divinity School at Harvard, spent the summer of 1965 working with the Civil Rights Movement in Alabama. On August 14th in Fort Deposit, Alabama, Daniels, who was white, took part in a protest against the discriminatory hiring practices and the price gouging that was experienced by blacks in the community. It was a short protest. Within minutes, all of the protesters had been arrested and taken to a jail in Hainville, which was about 18 miles away. After spending six days in horrible conditions in the local jail, in the Alabama summer heat without air conditioning or toilets, the protesters were suddenly released. Making their way to a nearby store for a soda, a group of four of the protesters were confronted by a man with a gun. Using his body as a shield to protect a woman nearby, Daniels was killed when a bullet ripped through him. Standing in the humid heat that day in the Alabama town of Hainville is something few of us would actually envy. Protesters at Standing Rock Sioux Reservation have been using nonviolent methods to protest the Dakota Access Pipeline that will run next to their land. Their concerns include water contamination, the desecration of sacred grounds, and the greed that many feel underlies the whole project. Recently, confrontations between protesters and armed police and riot gear have escalated, and our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, 
encouraged Episcopalians to stand in solidarity with the Sioux Nation and with the protesters. Taking this call to heart, our own seminarian, Michaeline Miller, went to North Dakota this week. She spent Wednesday training in nonviolent confrontation, and she spent Thursday standing in protest with sound cannons and tear gas and numerous arrests plaguing protesters in recent days, it took courage to stand side by side with the Sioux. Let's face it, many of the saints are not people that we'd like to be right next to most of the time. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry now. Blessed are you who weep now. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, defile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man, or so Luke says. It would be oh so much easier, of course, if we only read Matthew's version of the Beatitudes. For one thing, Matthew spiritualizes all the suffering. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Matthew's Jesus says. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. If we look at the Beatitudes in Matthew, maybe we don't have to experience physical poverty and hunger. We don't have to go without a place to sleep or have our stomachs ache and growl, right? And in Matthew, there are none of the curses that we find in Luke. Woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are full now. Woe to you who are laughing now. And woe to you when all speak well of you. When we step back and look at the Gospels of Matthew and Luke in their entirety, the differences in their versions of the Beatitudes make sense. Throughout his Gospel, Luke's Jesus shows special care and concern for the weak, the poor, the blind, the hungry, and the oppressed. It's something that's been called the preferential option for the poor, a special regard for the least of these. God gives more to those who have less. God comes to the aid of those whose luck has run out, those who do not have within themselves all they need, those who experience the shadow of death. Is this fair? Some of us ask that question, especially we who are well-fed, with clean, comfortable beds, and our 403Bs, and a million other ways we try to protect ourselves from loss and vulnerability, things that we've worked hard for, things that we've planned for. What about our pain and hurt? What about our spiritual and emotional poverty, we ask Luke's Jesus? Well, God does care about our pain and loss, too. God wants to heal our pain and hunger and hurt, too. It's just that God heals these places within us, not by allowing us to build a wall around ourselves in an attempt to keep ourselves protected and safe, but by inviting us into the pain and hunger of the rest of the world, into the very places where we will come face to face with both our vulnerability and the God who saves us. Killian Noe is a member of the Church of the Savior in Washington, D.C., and she has helped dream into being a residential drug treatment center that's run by that church. She describes the connection between the healing that takes place within ourselves and the healing that takes place in the world. She describes it beautifully. She writes, All of us have areas in our lives where we have experienced loss, failure, pain, neglect. 
so much less than what we needed. What we need now in that wounded place is more. I don't understand it, she writes, but I believe that God has a mysterious way of giving us the more that we need when we are reaching out to give others the more that they need. I believe that we cannot keep it unless we give it away, that it is in giving our lives away that we find life, and that it is in offering ourselves as channels of healing love that we become whole. To put it another way, we find the healing love of Jesus by going where Jesus goes, among the poor, the hungry, the brokenhearted, the outcast, and the persecuted. We ourselves experience the healing love of God by participating in it. And this is what the saints know. The saints know the hope to which they are called, and that hope leads them to the very hardest of places. Among those oppressed by Idi Amin's regime, those sick with malaria, those discriminated against because of the color of their skin, those standing in protest at Standing Rock. The saints teach us that if we want to find Jesus and we want the healing and wholeness that Jesus brings, we have to look around at the world and at this community for those that Jesus calls blessed in today's gospel. So where do we find the poor, the hungry, and the persecuted? There are no shortage of places. Those are the places where we are being invited to join in the healing work of God, where we will find our own wholeness. And knowing the hope to which we are called, we, like the saints that surround us, may find ourselves given over to that hope. Amen.